DBE Unfiltered, DBE Diverse Business Elite Magazine's premier podcast. We bring you the voices of today's renowned societal leaders and community stakeholders who contribute to making a difference talking about what they do, how they got there, and what they're thinking about in this sometimes controversial world of diversity, inclusion, and race relations. In this episode, if you can do the job, if you can meet the qualifications and get the certification, it's time, it's time to get involved, you know. We talked to Leah Washington, Data and Compliance Specialist at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Minority Business Development Agency Federal Procurement Center, who shares why her journey compelled her to advocate for and assist minority businesses. Tell our readers about your background and upbringing. Uh, sure. Um, so I grew up in North New Jersey. Um, I mostly grew up in the South Ward of North New Jersey, and I've always been really into education, like really into school. A lot of kids around me, they were into like the arts and, and sports, but my thing was reading and writing and math. So I ended up transferring from, I started out at public school, I transferred from um, public school to a charter school, um, to a KIPP school, the first KIPP school in New Jersey. It's the Knowledge is Power program. And I was a part of their first graduating class uh, in North New Jersey. From there, I uh, became a White Foundation scholar. And um, White Foundation, they're a nonprofit that helps uh, black and brown students, minority students, get into boarding schools. pretty much in the northeast area of the country. And from there, I went to boarding school, Loomis Chasey School in Connecticut, Windsor, Connecticut. From there, did a couple of diff- different cool programs and um, got into college, Occidental College in Los Angeles. So education has pretty much always been my thing. Um, I am a foster kid, so I did move around quite a bit during these, you know, I guess, education, educational opportunities. But um, I think by the time I graduated from college, I was, I felt pretty halfway <laughs> prepared because you can learn as much as you can through the books, but you have to also learn things um, through experience. And when you're the first to do something, there's not, there aren't really a lot of people you can reach out to for guidance. And there's also nobody to compare you to. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> so um, can you reveal what road or decisions led to your current career? Yeah, so I've always been really into community empowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up in North New Jersey, you see 
I, I was born in 92. I'm not afraid to share that. Um, so it was during a time where, you know, the riots were happening, yep. you know, all, all across the country. And, you know, walking around, you you can see a lot of blighted properties. You can see people who um, aren't spending their time doing the most productive things, but somehow they're still finding a way. Um, you know, to, to make a living. <laughs> and I hope you know what I mean when I say that. <laughs> yes, um, so I always thought, you know, if only these people could apply that same thinking to something that was legal and lucrative, um, our community yeah. would be so much, yeah, our community would be so much better. So, um, you know, we always had like our corner stores and, you know, the gas station and things like that. But it always seemed, yep, in the barbershop, in a beauty salon. Um, but I always knew, like, clearly we're, we're business-minded, you know, as a community. And we just don't really know how to, I guess, kick things off. Um, mm-hmm. So I always felt like the best way to improve a community is economic empowerment. I mean, at, mm-hmm. the, at the end of the day, the more money the people in your neighborhood make, Make the more you know resources we get after school programs, the, the the more the property taxes are paid, and so we can get roads you know redone, and then we can just have more resource, resources for everyone. So yeah, you know more grocery stores and and things like that. So I wanted to learn how to you know empower myself financially first because mm-hmm. that is also something that's missing in a lot of communities: financial literacy. And so I went into banking after doing quite a bit of um, like grassroots organizing and interning because um, I wanted to figure out how to financially empower myself and what tools are actually available to me, which you'd be surprised how much um, I learned because I just had to learn to figure out what solutions to offer to customers. And uh-huh. a lot of people wouldn't know about that stuff unless you sit down with the banker who can actually map out, you know, a financial assessment and tell you what tools are available. So um, I did some time in banking to to figure out how I can financially empower myself and others. And now I'm in a a position that I love where I can help black and brown and women-owned businesses get contracts with the federal government. And and we also – yeah, we also – help and offer opportunities at the state level. Um, but at the end of the day, it all goes back to economic empowerment for community empowerment, which if everyone has a job or they have something to do or they're happy, you know, at least can afford to live as well as luxuries, then it actually will reduce the crime. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so. And that led right to my next question, which is, Your title as Data and Compliance Specialist at the Minority Business Development Agency Federal Procurement Center is a mouthful. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I know. Can can you define what that means, and was it a pre-existing position, or did it emerge organically as a result of your education experience? So uh, MBDA, Federal Procurement Center, it basically means we focus on getting clients government contracts. So that's really what we focus on. I think we're the only one 
um, under the NBDA umbrella, and we are uh, located in Washington, D.C. So that's why it's a bit of a mouthful because we're we're specific. <laughs> yes. Um, and my role, I guess, it, it started out with a, a skill that was needed for the team to make sure that they could, you know, properly report the awesome work that's being done. But it's a tech skill that uh, a lot of people don't have uh, patience for. So me being one of the youngest ones, I stepped up to the plate, and it turns out it's not just data entry. (laughs) It turns out data entry is client management. It's reviewing every single client that we have. It's um, following up to make sure that all paperwork is completed properly so that we can report it back to the federal government agency. Um, And it's just expanded from there based on my skills as well as whatever our team needs. We're a pretty small team, but we we have, like, some really good things um, in the pipeline and some things we've already completed. And so I'm pretty much just here to make sure that while that great work is getting done, it's properly documented, it's within compliance, and we will properly get, you know, the the points, you know, on the rubric or the recognition to make sure that we can continue to, to operate. So it, it already existed, but you've expanded it beyond its – first boundaries well it didn't really exist <laughs> they there were some okay. regulations that yeah there were some regulations that went into play uh during the first year of you know this team having the contract and i basically had to change their old system over into the new system um, wow. so that we can be yeah so that we can be in compliance okay can you briefly outline the goals of your organization yeah, so our goals include getting as many government contracts for black and brown and women-owned businesses as we can. We have certain metrics we have to meet, but we have exceeded them in year one. So we want to continue. Yeah, we want to continue to exceed them um, and really just make sure that we're a resource for people. Does that apply to businesses all over the country? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We have businesses all over. Yes. Um, So in addition to uh, getting those contracts for our clients, another one of our goals is to uh, create partnerships, strategic partnerships, so that we can um, make sure that we're contributing to the overall movement of economic empowerment for people. Well, that certainly has been needed. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I know. With with the Build Back Better, it's it's we have to make sure we include everyone if we want the economy to you know, get yeah. back to normal or exceed what is normal. We all have to be kinda all hands on deck, regardless of your background or what you look like. If you can do the job, if you can meet the qualifications and get the certifications, it's time it's time to get involved, you know. Got it. So that leads to my next question, which is, do you feel that our current uh, and recent political climate has had an impact on your organization's policy? Um, yes and no. No, because um, the team, most of the people on my team are like seasoned professionals. So I mean 25 years, 30 years, 
four wow. years of yeah of getting people opportunities and and conducting business um yes it has simply because now the 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 country has focused on pretty much what we focus on it has shifted its focus on what we focus on which is getting as many people involved in bolstering our economy um long term as we can so it's it's pretty much made it so that we can actually put our clients to use um much much more rapidly and efficiently wonderful so um do you feel that your department's policies have had a positive impact on society as a whole or positive impact on diverse communities absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's it's a matter of when it comes to government contracts i, I think the way we look at it is, you know, what I look at it is, you're participating in building your society. You know, yeah. you're participating in building, you know, security and and real estate and, you know, other small projects and, and major projects that help our country go around. So, um, absolutely, we we have a diverse amount of firms, and I mean racially diverse as well as gender, as well as background, um, who have really gotten some really significant opportunities. And, and then we have more in the works, you know, with things like environmental sustainability, you know, working to clean up our water around the country, Wonderful. replacing, yeah, replacing lead pipes with, you know, sustainable, clean pipes. Um, yeah. We've had opportunities to, you know, m- like make, make business plans accessible to, to rural farmers, you know, so you have all these, you know, black and brown farmers and they have all these, you know, crops, but they don't exactly know how to get them into the supply chain that has, you know, been here for so long, but now seems like it's, it's breaking apart in our country. So we try to make sure that we can get our customers to understand that, our clients to understand that you're really fulfilling a niche that is really necessary and now is the time to get in there and submit yourself and do a good job so that you can keep things going long term and you keep and you point them in the right direction as far as what's available to them right absolutely and and some of them we point them in the right direction but we also will fly out with them to you know yeah to be a part of meetings um we we yeah yeah we do introductions directly with you know representatives of a government agency um we help them with grant writing we help them get their um 88 in the in the GSA schedule and any other certification they may need so that they can be you know fully presented to a government agency as ready to, like shovel ready ready to go so you're a full spectrum support organization absolutely as much as we can you you know but we focus on the government government contracts um we also throw summits that that are full of key players in certain in certain arenas um and those key players usually show up to tell everyone what it is they need in terms of the projects and funding so you know, we try to invite as many people as we can to those summits so that people can stay in the know about why the service or the product 
they offer is really in demand. And so do you consider yourself and or your organization a catalyst for change? I think that goes without saying. After all, you just... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, I absolutely do. My organization, I think that's, you know, that's pretty obvious. Um, But I think in myself, absolutely, because as a foster kid, no one expected me to make it this far. You know, no one expected me to go to boarding school or, you know, go to a private college and then still be finding my way, you know, to stability. You know, foster kids, we we don't even get the standard of mental health. (laughs) I've been doing reports about that, yes. I've mastered that. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, know, breaking the cycle economically and then, you know, certain choices about when and how to start a family – so I would say just living by example right now um, is how I see myself being a catalyst for change. Wonderful. And so that leads into my next question. What do you feel will be your legacy? Wow, that is a great question. And it's a great um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, outside of hopefully one day starting a healthy family. <laughs> Okay. Um, someone who, you know, took the road less traveled because mm-hmm. it it it's what is needed for the future. And you, know, you took I'm, the road less traveled and made the most of it. And with your imagination, you also um, saw new avenues and new opportunities for people. Yes, ma'am. I mean. You, you have to you have to help each other out in order to build something and, and to have a strong foundation. So, yep. Of of all the temptations I've had in my life, being from where I'm from, um, you know, being a young woman, a black woman, um, or black presenting woman, um, I'm proud that I've, I've been able to stay focused on what I actually really care about, mm-hmm. and I'm proud that that includes something bigger than me, you know, doing my, my, my small part to uphold and build and nurture something bigger than me that so many people can benefit from. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can talk about making a difference, you can take action to make a difference, or you can join DBE in doing both. Until next time, stay blessed and be inspired. DBE Magazine, where excellence and exceptionally.